0: The athletic. The, Welcome to Lakes United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitton. I'm stood outside Old Trafford on a cold, damp December evening ahead of Manchester United against Tottenham Hotspur. A Premier League fixture and one I feel Manchester United cannot lose uh, after events of recent weeks. And United being ahead in the last three games and not winning any of them, I feel there's a danger of the mood turning. I think there's a lot of patience for Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. And I think if I walked around the ground now asking people... And I did that in Astana. You, you'd listen to the podcast in Astana. People are behind Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. But there's got to be some minimum requirements. Can't just carry on not winning right. matches. Just Hello, Sean. How are you, mate? Nice to see you.
1: He's there.
0: Sean from United's Disabled Supporters Association. How do you think United are going to do tonight? I hope for a, a win tonight, you know, over Mourinho. But it's going to be hard. Sean, I travelled on a bus to Reading with you a couple of years ago, and you were taking two hundred photographs in the first half. Are you still taking pictures? Yes. How many are you taking now? Still the same. Still one nine eight. But you only take you take one nine eight. Only yeah, yeah, here, yeah, yeah. if it's a new ground, I take one more or two more. Why one nine eight? Denny, I... it's just that's well, your number, yes. So you, you go to a ground, you'll, you'll take 198 pictures, yes. and but when I saw you taking them, you were taking them very quickly in like the first 10 or 15 minutes. Do you still do that? I take my time, I slow down a little, slow down a bit now, yes. And, and 198 is just the figure that you, you've, you've chosen, and then do you go back and look at them. No, put them on my own laptop and then print them off and put them in a big A4 file so I've got memories of them. So you've got, like, 198 pictures of ready no. when I went with you? No, I, I pick ones, you know, the ones... I pick out which ones I want to print off. What have you made of United this season, John? First season... First game of the season, we were good. The Wolves game, we should have won, but we got robbed. With the equaliser. Yeah, you've talked about two. There's been 14 league games shown, we've won four of them. It's not good enough, is it? It's not good, no. We need to get, need to get players in January. I saw you applauding Ollie a couple of weeks ago at the annual Muds to do at Old Trafford. Everyone was behind him that night, weren't they? And you're nodding furiously. You think he's the man?
2: Yes. Uh, we need to stick by him. I think he'll do well. But if we got Pochettino in place of him, keep Ollie at the club but
0: put him a director of football. What do you think of Jose Mourinho, the returning manager? Did you ever meet him? No, not met him yet. What do you think of him? It's going to be a challenge and it's good to see him back. But it's going to be a very interesting game. Thanks for your time, Sean. Look after yourself, mate. You've got your camera there. Enjoy taking your pictures. Yes, my
1: dad did
0: to... yeah. And I'm with um, Michael Walker. Uh, Michael's a very well-respected journalist. He's originally from Belfast, and I've read his stuff for a long time. He's now doing stuff for the Athletic and the Irish Times. Is yes, that right?
1: yes, still, yes, you, yes. You moved to Manchester in '92. 1992. Yes, I was. Uh, f- as a, I was working for the Observer, but I was, you know, freelancing for them and doing mainly doing games just you know on a weekly basis and United and um, City? Yeah yeah Main Road for a, a fair bit yeah I really like Main Road actually you know I really like Old Chapel and you know uh, you'd go to you know Everton and Liverpool as well you know but like Blackburn were on the rise then you know so I'd go there quite a lot and um, Stockport a couple of times as well because Stockport were doing okay. Dave Jones, I think that was Dave Jones era. You know, they were winning League Cup ties and stuff like that. You Stockport so. one at Main Road. Yeah, that's
0: yeah yeah that's a point, yeah. I don't think I was at that.
1: I was at Main Road the night that Brian Horton was appointed and there was a chant of Horton night which was, I thought was very funny. On it's the one night I... he was appointed? Yeah, I thought
0: that was very funny. Maybe we don't talk too much about the forthcoming Manchester derby at the weekend, although I've been looking at the statistics today. City's record at Old Trafford has been brilliant in in the last decade and this will be the final derby of this decade. But United have won as many league games at City. So that gives me hope because I think City are miles ahead of United at the moment. But back to 92, happier times. Manchester United were about to win the first league title in 26 years. You start covering... United. What was your relationship with the club like? Did you start to interview any players? No, I didn't because it was it was a. I was bad at my
1: job, and um, and b. It was just a different era then, whereby you had, you know, the Observer would have you know, two pages of football on a Sunday, and it would just be full of match reports, you know. So and then you know a few if Magovani yeah. went and you know he would do the big game, and then he would maybe do an interview or whatever, but he wouldn't do you know, it, it's a com- it was a completely different media landscape, so there was no kind of desire, I was doing um, I was sending stuff back to the Belfast Telegraph because of the obvious interest in Belfast in, in Manchester United, um, so I was doing small features for them about you know,
0: United and stuff like this here And Who um, was the legendary so, uh, um, Belfast journalist? I'm gutted I've Malcolm forgotten his name Brady. Malcolm, yeah, I yeah. met Malcolm yeah. in 2004, he was very very generous with me over there, but Keith Gillespie was yeah, coming through yeah. all traffic, Now, well, yes, Keith. You Keith's, can't be that bad a journalist that you didn't try and speak to him. <laughs> well, I, I did try and speak to him, and so
1: I wrote. I was advised to write to Alex Ferguson by and, who? Um, by, Michael, by Hugh McIlvanney, and um, so he said uh, you know Hugh was brilliant, like, and um, a really, for what a great man. And um, and he said you know write to him. You you know that that's your best route. And so I wrote to him, and then, I, you know, I didn't hear anything for a while. And then um, and then I distinctly remember this. It was on a Friday afternoon. I was staying in Diggs in Didsbury, and the phone went in the house. It wasn't my phone. Like, you know, it, wasn't, you know, it was pre-mobile phones and all I guess here. Yeah. And, um, and it was Alex Ferguson ringing to say, you know, thanks for your letter. Um, sorry, sorry, it's a bit too, you know, it's premature for Keith to be speaking. But, you know, at some point, it should be OK, you know, I guess here. Yeah. And one of the things I really remember about it was that I'd stolen a pen from the Observer office. That was a blue ink pen. And I was writing these notes down in blue ink while Alex Ferguson was talking to me. And I really remember that, which is pretty daft. Did you ever
0: speak, did you ever interview Keith then while he was at United? Yeah, I
1: interviewed Keith on the day he joined Newcastle. I went out with Keith. Um, I met him at lunchtime uh, in a bar in the Quayside. and we had soft drinks, and then we were sort of saying, what are you doing later, like this here, you know, and um, so then we went out that night, you know, and um, there was a lad, another Manchester United lad, in that youth team of Keith's from the North East, who hadn't made it, and he, he was doing something in the legal profession in Newcastle, so he was around, I can't remember his name, maybe.
0: No, no, no. no it wasn't. He
1: wasn't Irish. No, no he was uh, English. Okay. But anyway, it was so. So I met. So I met Keith, and I interviewed Keith the very first time I interviewed him properly. Then scored for Newcastle. Scored twice, I think, against Manchester City in the cup, which is one of
0: his. Might be his first goal actually. And you ended up interviewing Ferguson. You were also the man who asked the famous question about knocking Liverpool off their perch. But you did a big interview with Ferguson just ahead of. United going to the World Club Championship in 2000, right at the start of 2000.
1: Yeah, it was new New Year. It was published on New Year's Day 2000. I joined the Irish Times full full time as their um, British football correspondent, and um, and like I'd written to Ferguson to see if he could be the you know the first interview. You know, like I said, was very very fortunate, really lucky that he agreed. Went to see him. Went to the old his old office in the cliff. Um, and it's just amazing. It always amazes me how humdrum the cliff was, you know. And, still and, how, is. and yeah,
0: and but to, and to, to the club's credit, they're keeping it. Yeah, and they're not selling yeah. it like lots yeah. of other big yeah. clubs in the northwest yeah. have done. If you've interviewed Ferguson at the end of '99, there's a yeah. fair chance you did the last ever interview with Ferguson at the cliff. Did you do it in his little office?
1: Yeah, in that in that office, which I assume was Matt Busby's office, that was yeah. the, that was what struck me was that and like as I say, there was this window, tall window that um, looked out under the pitch below, and it always struck me that you know so Matt Busby must have stood in this window looking at Bobby Charton and Dennis Law training and George Best and sort of, and, and that's what that like that always sticks in my mind and that's those stories about um, the players in the sixties. And after having the kickabout in the where the car park was, you know, like and that, you know, there was this story in Eamon Dunphy's book about Best being brilliant in the car park, you know. Like I just sort of think, well, yeah, it's that's probably what they did. And that and that that arena, that culture produced such brilliant football. And then when you go to the sort of, I'm not decrying the modern training ground because they are amazing, but. There's something about that old thing that worked, you know. I mean, obviously Still on the
0: treble, <laughs> being there. That office is also where Sir Alex stood during one snowy day when Brian McClare decided to write the following in two-metre letters in the snow outside. Fergie is a W. And then the window open, McClare, fucking get inside here. No. And I love that. I love that on so many levels. <laughs> One that mcclaire is confident enough yeah. to do it because yeah. Yeah. He's, he's probably more intelligent than Fergie. Two that Fergie gets young and orders him back inside. And three, well, it's a nice snowy day in Manchester. I, yeah, I, just, yeah. I just, I just like that story. No, it's brilliant. That. Well, so I think the
1: Scottish- Scottishness helps there. Yes, like, you know. Yeah, I think yeah, I think there's a little bit of room for
0: manoeuvre if you're the Scottish there, you know. And what have you made of United, Manchester United? Because I know you're, you're in Newcastle and yeah. they're absolutely united up there. And when you're yeah. in Sheffield, they're Sheffield United. Yeah. And yeah. you've got to be respectful of that. And yeah. my uncle Charlie managed Newcastle United for three years. And yes. I know you've just been to South Africa to interview George Easton.
1: Yeah. And you did jo- a big piece, a brilliant I, yeah, piece I, of I, athletic. I, I, George athletic. Uh, George wasn't overly complimentary about Charlie Mitton, I have to say.
0: <laughs> Charlie was... Um, uh, if I said it diplomatically, uh, colourful and, and, and a character. Yes. Yes. But he, he did a but, few things yes. which uh, didn't always make for yeah. a harmonious um, mood within the family.
1: Though, yes. Yeah. I would imagine. my mum liked him. <laughs> Having said that, it was I felt really I felt I feel loads of sympathy for all those footballers because I, I think they were so badly stitched up and ripped off.
0: They were major stars. You know. They didn't make anything. Charlie no, couldn't they,
1: afford a car. No, no. George Easton George, George, couldn't afford anything. You know, it's just like... It was just They were so badly... He, le- he left Newcastle United, basically, because they, they wouldn't... A, they wouldn't give him a clubhouse. Then when they get, did give him a clubhouse, it was the one that Charlie Mitten said he wouldn't take because it was so crap. It, and it had, like, a run-down garden. The grate and the fire didn't work. And... And like he's he's newly married, you know, and just like he's trying to set up a li- have a life together, and and Newcastle have, have paid like nine thousand pounds for him at eighteen, and like it's just sort of thinking, what do you, what how can you treat people so badly? So I have I have loads of sympathy for old footballers. Like, no. what have you made of Manchester United this season? <laughs> well, I was at Newcastle United v Manchester United, the low uh, point of the season, probably. Do you think so? Probably. And I thought, I thought, it, I, I thought, especially in the second half, I couldn't really work out what Manchester United were doing. They had that kind of um, idea. At least they did have. A, they, they did seem to have a tactical plan of trying to get the ball wide, um, constantly, constantly recycling the ball to get width. But it was too slow, and you know. You know, whenever you mention there about you know uh, about Saturday coming, you know it's just it's just they just don't have uh, De Bruyne, you know. And you just like you look at De Bruyne and you think, oh, you know, just like De Bruyne is oh, he's almost king good. Soon as good, you know. I think you know he's that good. He's absolutely fantastic. And Manchester United just don't have it. Oh, they got? If you put Man- if you put De Bruyne in Manchester United's team, I think it changes the team. Though, I think he's so. I think he's a magical player, and he. I think he would change the dynamic of the
0: club almost, you know. And uh... so we're left with, with respect to Fred, Andreas Pereira, and I say with respect because I know them both, I like them both, I speak to them both.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I, after games, they'll speak to me because I can speak their language. I feel this really unusual relationship because. I want them to succeed. They're from my wife's country. I, I feel that I want them to, to do well. Yeah. But they're not looking like being close to Manchester United quality. Maybe squad players. But the league lying? table is not lying. No, and I'm isn't. watching these lads, almost desperate for them to do well. But you can't be fooled either. They're just not, not looking good enough. And I'm not saying that they're not going to not going to come good and I don't think it's particularly easy for them when they're playing at a club where the manager's changing all the time this isn't Ferguson saying right I brought you here and you're going to work although not every Brazilian worked (laughs) most of them didn't work Um, and I've mentioned them too there are other players who are struggling there are other more talented players who are struggling there are injuries as well but I'm sorry four wins from 14 uh, is not good enough you
1: no, there is obviously talent. That's the yeah. that's the first thing. So you have to you have to then sort of work back from that, and then it's about it is it is unfortunately to use jargon. It is about systems and understandings and things like that. You know, to to make um, coherent team play, sometimes it doesn't look coherent. And I you know I I don't like being super critical of because it, I just think it's hard. I do think it's actually quite hard. And there's no. Manchester United don't have a divine right, the way that Liverpool didn't have a divine right whenever they were struggling. And you know, under Roy Evans and, and Graham Soonis. You know, there were people were always searching for ways and individuals that might make a difference, you know, like this here. But actually what you need is that chemistry of and at the top level you need super individuals, great coaching and and I said that sense of character. I know characters overplayed but it, it is actually, a, like, the team has to have a personality. Ferguson's teams had personality, you know, and you could you could see it, you know, and, like, it may not have been, you know, this kind of Guardiola tactical um, sense that you were seeing on the pitch, but you could see the personality and you could feel it. And it was it never said
0: that. <laughs> yeah. I know stories that never come out of, of fringe players bottling it before big matches and other players going I'll play in his position bang out of position playing well never say die win 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 no <laughs> yeah. excuse to win it yeah. I don't care if I have to fight with you at half time Roy Keane yeah. we're going to win this fucking game and, yeah. we're gonna, and, yeah. This, yeah. and Ferguson just watching over it all loving it all yeah
1: but that again you see so he he, prov- he brings that kind of, that winning mentality whereas I, whereas Guardiola's brought a, a, a different mentality but that also wins and Mourinho has a different winning mentality again. Personally, I'd prefer to watch... If I, had them, if I, if I was given a blunt choice, of, I'd rather watch um, good football that doesn't win than ugly football that does win. It would be my preference.
0: Unfortunately, at Manchester United, it's a bit vague there's been too much ugly football it was bad under Van Haar especially yeah. in the last year it was bad under Jose Mourinho towards the end there's been a little bit of revisionism about Mourinho recently there has, yeah. At, at, in his time at Old Trafford he had a good first season but it started to slip 2018 was a really bad year for Manchester United and he looked like he didn't want to be there and he admitted yeah. himself that he should have been sacked
1: yeah that's, that, that was the impression you got and people are sort of I, I agree that we things move so fast that we do forget stuff you know, uh, you know that it was um, only a year ago, you know, that um, that he was talking about, you know, Hegel and all this kind of stuff, you know, and that was he sort of thinking, what's all this about, you know, and really, really, it should just the focus should just be on the team, you know, and that kind of, and so, but obviously Man- Manchester United have, you know, structural issues way beyond who's playing left side of midfield. You know, and actually the recruitment and all of that is, is it's,
0: the major it's thing. Been poor. Yeah. It's been poor. We did the big interview with Ed Woodward in United We Stand. Yeah. He maintains that it will it will improve, that they're on the right track. The results will will decide whether that's true or not. It's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if mean, two per, years down per, the line there's the same they are. Are.
1: Perhaps they are. I went to I went to watch the under eight teams at Newcastle um, whenever they they um, won. And they had the, the young Dutch lad up front was very he was good, um, and they had the Swedish young Swedish international on the wing, who was good. They've got, you know, they've got, they've got good, good young, young players. So they've they got good young players, but but you know Manchester City have got De Bruyne, you, you, can't, you know, and they've got Aguero. You know, you keep going back to that. They've got absolutely finished articles of the highest quality, and who who are capable of winning the European Cup. You know, that's what they are.
0: But but they haven't done. <laughs> they've not even got to the final carry on
3: <laughs> well yeah but it's true I know they're brilliant I know, yeah, I know the league yeah, champions yeah, but yeah, you know yeah.
0: they might be capable of winning the European Cup they haven't come close to winning it got to the semi-finals and played Real Madrid right okay okay you, <laughs> uh, you, you win 1-0 you Listen, win ugly no, 1-0 there. no you, Guardiola is a fantastic manager yeah. I don't doubt that City are good but if you're going to win the European Cup you need something more than what they've got I don't know why they're not winning it I'm not watching City yeah. every week so, uh, my mates were singing last year about Bernardo Silva we're going to Madrid one of them even bought a hotel room in Madrid he was that confident so I enjoyed it when they got knocked out and I rang him to see if he still needed that hotel because I had to go there for work to watch Liverpool Liverpool in the final not enjoying this job this year, are you? No. Um, well, I am. I, yeah,
1: I'm. A, i I'm. I'm more neutral, so I'm. I, I don't. I don't have to worry about these things. I'm not invested in in whether Manchester United are good or bad, you know. Uh, so it it doesn't. Have, it doesn't affect me the way it affects you.
0: I thank you for your time. What are you working on for the Athletic at the moment? Uh, I'm working on this idea of uh, it's
1: about it's about stadiums. That's that's, that's all I'll say. Right. It's 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 quite int- well. It's sort of been interesting. I'll let other people be the judge of whether it is. I love stadiums. I love so, football grounds. So do I. I mean, I, it, it means I, like I'm I'm always one of my favorite books is uh, the same semi- English English book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <so>. Which version, <laughs> 1985
0: so, or yeah, yeah. 1995? You 19, did too. 1985. Oh, so those, in
1: 1990,
0: football grounds of Europe.
1: No, it's the it's the football grounds of Britain, the yeah, eighty-five yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, uh, I've got all three of them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, English is so, a is a hero. Yeah. So um, I, I was Underrated. Reading, yeah, I was reading. He's not underrated. Well, he shouldn't be underrated no, by not. anybody. He's absolutely. His novel yeah, sightlines yeah. was yeah. poor.
0: Yeah. Right, right. Okay, but his no. his free books were yeah.
1: Were uh, oh, right. absolutely. And so I was I was reading that yesterday because of Dundee, yeah. and I was thinking about uh, Tanaday Street and the connection of those two stadiums. So uh, maybe there on um,
0: Saturday week went there last year and went to Tanner Dice, Walked in the club shop. They took me around the ground and then I walked into Dens Park. I didn't announce myself there. I just walked in. The gate was open and then. Um, Paddy Bartley was furious because he claimed that Dundee had a more friendly club, and not only would he have taken me around, they would have invited me into the boardroom for a cup of tea and cake as well. But I never got to find out. But I like Dundee. There's a new B and A museum open there over the Tay. I thought it was quite interesting.
1: I haven't been for a while, but, um, but yeah, I've been I've been a few times to Dundee because my I had a mate who
0: lived in Kirkcaldy, so I would go home of right.
1: Yes, why yes, on yes. earth is
0: a Manchester United podcast now talking about <laughs> Kate, Kate Calder I don't even know if I said it right Kirkcaldy. right Kirkcaldy. Thank, you, thank you for your time We're yeah. going to find some more Manchester United things yeah, to that's speak it, that's about it, that's, now, it, that's probably,
1: probably more relevant to your people listening
0: I'm outside the away end at Old Trafford, and i spied a spider group of four people who I'm pretty certain are Tottenham fans, given that one's got a cap with a cockerel on it, and another's got a wooly hat with N- N17 on it, and there's a, a scarf there, which yeah, and a Tottenham shirt. And you're, I'm hiding in place. You're hiding, right? Yeah, right. Hiding. Where are you all from? Oxford originally. I live in Cheltenham, though. Oh dear. Yeah. I live in Derry. We're all. You live in Derry. 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 Right. So the last time. I did the podcast. I'm and he's right, short and you're taller as well, and you're older. Yeah,
4: I used to live in North
0: London then. Right. The last time I did the podcast here was against Brighton two or three weeks ago, and I started speaking to a Brighton fan, and he lived in Stretford, but originally <laughs> wow. was from Sussex. <laughs> yeah. So I'm getting <laughs> into a habit like of bumping in. What brings you to this wonderful metropolis?
2: <laughs> <laughs> House prices. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do you, you like know, it? Do you like living up here? It's a cracking city, mm. and you can afford to live here as simple as that my yeah. husband
4: I got married and my husband's from Oldham so right. that's why I came up here my,
2: my, my house would be five times the cost yeah. in Oxford where I'm from and what I pay ES as well and Oxford death so <laughs> you,
0: you, you come up here it's a decent city it's got a lot for the nightlife yeah. and then
2: yeah. just never left
0: really yeah yeah. I went to I'd North be... London at 26. Lived in a place called Crouch End, yeah, yeah. which was yeah. pretty close way, to right, Tottenham. Yeah. But yeah, it was dear. It was really dear. Yeah. Yeah.
4: People... I used to live in North Finchley, and then we moved yeah. to Hertfordshire. To so move back down there now, you're looking at a million at least for yeah. the same house as what I'm living in yeah. in Oldham, that cost us 170,000.
0: Yeah. How many Tottenham games you get to? Quite a lot. It's about my eighth, ninth
2: this season, right? Got a season ticket. How's it working out for you this season? What, me travelling or or the team? (laughs) The the, the team you support? Uh, Well, it's been a bit of a disaster up until Jose came along, hasn't it? Uh, You know, we've been struggling to get a win all season under Potch, much as I love him, love what he's done for the club. Was it right for him to go?
4: I... In my mind, I think, it. yes, it was. And I think think we've probably got the right man in now. Somebody that's got that winning uh, pedigree underneath them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we had to act quick. Otherwise, Arsenal might have took Jose from under our noses. And you never know, we might have ended up with Emery.
2: (laughs) I I, I can't can't kind of echo echo those sentiments, really. He's a big-name manager. Been there, done it. You know, we've got a big new stadium now. We've got some big players in Kane, Ali, Son in the team. We've got a top training ground. We just don't bloody win anything. I'm told you've got so the best we training need ground.
0: And that, that, that comes from people at Man United.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's meant to be the, the best. Jose said in his first press, press, press conference, he said, oh... I didn't go home we'll stay in a hotel last night because the there's a hotel at our training ground. It's better than anything he's ever been Five to in London.
4: <laughs> he said, yeah, he
2: was like, oh, all <laughs> the pillows are amazing. He was like, it's the best hotel in London and it's at a training ground.
0: And the stadium move, I know it was delayed a bit. Is, is oh, it, is the stadium's good. fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic.
4: absolutely outstanding, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, it, second to none. It's
2: brilliant at times, but when we're playing bad, it's very quiet. Right. But I think we, this is why we need Josie now. We need to turn the results yeah. around, uplift the fans. Because when it's singing, especially the south stand, 17,500 people in one stand, it's loud. When that gets going, everyone else gets going around it and it really is buzzing them. Yeah. We just don't have much to sing about this season. The last time I watched you play
0: in person was on June the 1st in Madrid. Oh, yes. I went there for work and I hated every moment of it because I'm from Manchester and Liverpool <laughs> on the European cup and I was disappointed with you that night with with Spurs I just felt I, I, you I, didn't, I, I, I didn't do thing think we all we were
2: Nothing to, to do with up. Liverpool I just don't yeah. think you is, is that unfair? We were slightly yeah. better than Liverpool and lost 2-0 yeah. We did a t- they say like Spursy is the definition of Spursy is Snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, I think the Spursy is knocking City out, knocking Ajax out with the last kick of the game, and then 20 seconds into the Cup we Champions did. League final, going, you know what? We will give him a one 0 lead with a penalty. Like that, that Spursy it all over. Just, just oh, like penalty. I mean, it
4: was a, uh, it was a sure shotgun... gone. <coughs> they were going to kick the ball at his arm. It was going to be. It just killed
0: it, yeah, and that's where we just went off track a of bit. I think was... Ajax away. How good was that?
2: One of the best like moments of my life. Like, unbelievable. Like I like I didn't even know what to do with myself. I was running up and down the bar like going absolutely mental. Like it was unreal, absolutely unreal. It was un Tottenham as well. It was like the least Tottenham thing ever. So yeah, unbelievable.
0: What are you making of Manchester United viewed from, from afar? You can be honest. It's all right.
2: Honestly, I think in the last four years, four seasons, I think there's been a lot of money spent on players that just haven't done it for them. Yeah. And it's really, really hit the club hard. You know, yeah. the money on Pogba and Lukaku combined is a lot for what I you have got out great. of the two of them. It's
4: you know it's not good enough really. It's yeah. not uh, yeah. up to any class. And to be honest with you, Maguire has not got the same effect here to me as he had at Leicester. Um, I watched them against Aston Villa the other night, and I was so surprised at how weak United looked against the likes of Grealish, who I don't really rate. I mean. He's no, good he's enough, good to, yeah. but he w- he he looked yeah. he's fantastic.
2: Not so <laughs> he look like? I mean, no. He's not, not going to get in a proper top four or five Champions League team, is he? You know? No. Are, are there are a lot of Tottenham it's... in Manchester? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yes. we've well, I mean, got, got, got like a supporters club. club yeah, North West Spurs. And there's a load of you. Yeah, 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 yeah about people four. Have moved, four yeah, yeah. Six or seven hundred. Six or seven hundred, really? Wow. And... People have moved for similar reasons to yourselves. House prices. I, I think and a jobs. lot of people yeah, have jobs. got
2: jobs yeah. up here and yeah. gone, you know what, I'm not going back. And you like I, it up here? You like I like, I like it. It's brilliant.
4: I yeah, never, it's I would never move back down to London now. Oh, I really go down important. to London a lot for obviously Tottenham and that because I am a member still. Um, I'm not a season ticket holder anymore. I relinquished that a few years ago, but I'm still a member. So I do go to a lot of home matches, but I can't see myself ever moving down south again. What,
0: what are the differences between living down there and living up here? Well, first of all,
4: house prices. Apart from that. yeah.
2: People, um, for me, I come from Oxford, and the mm. class divide is massive in that city. In Oxford? The, yeah, the yeah. divide between the working class. Of the, Cowley and Blackbird Leeds. Yeah, I grew, I grew up in Cowley yeah. and Blackbird Leeds. And then you go up to North Oxford, yeah, where I've got plenty of friends from there, and their mums and dads are like got eight mil in the bank and they're like it's normal for them I'm like what you want about my dad (laughs) my dad used to skip dinner because he knew if he had dinner on a Tuesday I'd have none on a Friday and uh, it's just the class oh, divide is so plain to see. Yeah. Well, I'm overhearing this.
0: Did you just say you'd go back tomorrow if you had She'd the money because to... <laughs> because you can't stand the weather?
3: Yeah. Yeah. absolutely.
4: That is, the, that is one of the only things. It's extremely wet up here. That is the only. And to be honest with you, I've been closer I love to paper. my beloved football team. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have to get a two hour journey to on be the honest, train. That's, that's the only yeah. thing for me, being yeah.
2: closer to Spurs. was yeah. the yeah. only thing I missed that would in the be South the only really. thing.
4: So, if I could, if, if I won the lottery, the first thing I would do is buy a lovely pad in London yeah. for weekends, go what, down there. But
2: you'd stay up here?
4: My husband's from up here. There's no right. way he'd move yeah. down to London. Not <laughs> hope in hell. <laughs> and if, if I
2: won the lottery, I think I, I would go back. In fact, do you know what? If I won the lottery, I wouldn't even live in this country. I'd be in the sun and I'd get the plane back for the games every weekend. I'd live near Barcelona, an airport or something, in the sunshine. and Just uh-huh. fly back to London every other weekend <laughs> I'm, I'm, for the time. I'm 30. not going to tell you where I've flown
0: in from uh, today. Uh, well, uh, it was, uh, uh, it was
2: uh, Barcelona uh, airport uh, and it was uh, raining this morning. Uh, oh, um, and can I have a score prediction, please, for tonight? I think it'll be a high-scoring game. Neither team can keep a clean sheet. I reckon it'll be 3-0. I think 3-1 Spurs. 3-2. 3-1 Spurs.
4: Jeez. <laughs> How has it come to this?
0: Supporting oh, yeah. Manchester I, I, United. You know yeah, Thank I, you for you your know, time, all I, of you. Yeah. Three, all three, right, Yeah. right, OK, you said 3-2. To who?
4: Well, I prefer 3 all. 3-0. 3-0. <laughs> <all.
0: laughs> I, I, I don't know
2: walking down there I said this is the first time I think ever I felt confident coming to Old Trafford.
3: right yeah. on that note I'm going <laughs> in the ground David May great result that brilliant mate absolutely buzzing what a performance by everybody I thought Scott coming back made a massive difference I got right to right to the uh, Spurs players right in the faces and uh, two great goals by Marcus obviously one's a penalty but I thought I thought the start, was absolutely amazing really was going for their keeper making four or five top top saves you yeah. could have been all over by half time Rashford running in the match I'd put Marcus up there I put Scott McTominay in there just some real real good performances um, I mean ollie has got to be absolutely overwhelmed with that because what, what, I tell you what there's been a lot of pressure on him And that's a great performance. He's only won four
0: out of 14 league games. That wasn't good enough. It was a massive win tonight, that.
3: Oh, huge. That's a massive game. Pressure on. You know, people are turning around and saying, oh, two games. The press is saying two games. You know. I'm not. I'm not, no. But, you know, papers are. Saying that you lose tonight against Spurs, you lose against City. That's it. Writing's on the wall. But I tell you what, if they perform like that, week in, week out, they'll get more more wins and they'll get losses Rashford looked really confident throughout he was brilliant I tell you what he had, he had the right back on toast absolutely ripped into bits and that's what you want from him you know he's got it in his locker and I tell you what what a great penalty great penalty I said to lean there doing the, doing the cold comms he's going to smash it but no what a great finish and Fred did well left down Fred yeah brilliant brilliant what a great performance Playing alongside Scott, they worked together so much, so much better. Kept the ball well, got into people's faces. Really good performance. Really good performance by everybody. Andy Cole's waving at us. He's gone now, isn't he? He would have loved that one he, tonight. Do you know what, as well. I, I like the fact that they fight for each other. They they gave it their all tonight, and I tell you what, that's a top top performance put from the lads. Need more of it. Thank you, David. Pleasure. And uh, the next game is a team called. Manchester City? It is, yeah. gone don't have how This Derby. It can go either way. Just make sure you turn up, get right in the faces and give it a good goal. Thanks. It's post-match after a brilliant
5: Manchester United team. I've beaten Tottenham Hotspur, one of the world's best teams, back by the one of the world's best manager by two goals. So one. Uh, with me, John Ashton, I've got Stu Edwards and uh, a new junior recruit to our... You know, we still stand. Team uh, Harry Robinson, uh, welcome lads. Um, Stuart, firstly I'm going to come to the team before I do anything else. Lingard in, Young in, McTominay in. Three players been in for a bit of stick over the past with United teams. What did you uh, What did you make of that?
6: McTominay was a given, wasn't it? He had to come into mid- midfield, it, it, so that wasn't a surprise. Obviously, presuming he was fit. Um, young, you know, you can talk about Young he does a job doesn't he and obviously after unfortunately Williams had a not not a bad game but he was at fault for one or two yeah yeah. so maybe that's just about you know get back on the bench and you know watch a bit more football from 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 the bench sort of thing and obviously even Luke Shaw came on later rather than him so maybe it's just a you know just a bit of a a lesson maybe about you know what he needs to do to to, you know to progress as as, as a young player so you know no harm done there Um, Lingard in for Pereira again it's lesser of two evils, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, of, we we're trying to be chipy, yes. Sorry. Uh, should we start again? <laughs> yeah, we've, we've won. <laughs> oh, Not to be fair, Lingard tonight again. He, he runs. A, he, he always does. A, he runs <coughs> around a lot, and he, he doesn't. He does enough in games like that. He's never going to do enough doing that in in big games or bigger games, should I say, away at City or at Anfield. Uh, we know that. Um, but obviously, what what we've had to, you know endure I suppose with Pereira in the last few weeks. Uh, again it needed a change of some of something and obviously very limited in what what he can do, Solskjaer.
5: Harry, um you know obviously a lot of people were thinking that you know perhaps might have gone back to three at the back. Pereira's obviously coming for a lot of stick from a lot of fans, myself included. What did you make of the lineup with you happy that when you seen it before?
7: Yeah, it was nice to see Mason Greenwood back in the team. I thought he's, when he's come off the bench or when he started he's be one of United's at least most hard-working players, and it gives—he's probably one of the only one of the only natural finishers in the side. And you saw him a couple of times, just pull the trigger um, in the penalty area when we saw against um, at the weekend against Villa. Dan James getting the balls into the box, and no Martial, no Rashford in there. Um, and, and Greenwood just gets into the box and, and puts himself about, unlike uh, unlike United's other players. So it's nice watching him. He worked really hard. Didn't get a goal. Don't think he got an assist either. But he was pretty vital to United's pressure.
5: It's interesting you mention him now because I'm not going to bang on too much about the negative tonight because it's not one of them sort of nights. But um, Martial, we 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 piped up about in the last last uh, podcast saying that you know he he got subbed off. He he like like he had a headache or whatever was wrong with him. But United just he's literally one of them one in six game performers in the so. tonight 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 was a tonight for me was a classic case of United doing so well because we had a team full of grafters yeah I think you're being a bit generous saying one in six when when, it, when he has performed
6: in the last couple of years and you know when it, when he wants to and I suppose, I suppose when everyone else around him is doing well he, he can he can put you know a, a few good performances together over three or four games but but then it seems to drop off again and i just i just can't I, I said this about a year ago i just can 't see him at united long term um you know he's, he's got he's got he's obviously still recovering from a three day headache um, uh, who knows where it will be maybe come January or certainly next summer but he's just he's just not united i'm sorry
5: was he injured or I just got pissed off him in, in the last match that he's dropped him and made an excuse for him
7: i don't know. I, think he, I think he's probably got a, a small knock and isn't the kind of player that plays through those knocks whereas Marcus Rashford I remember Liverpool last year when Rashford picked up an injury and we'd already made three of our subs and he just ploughed on for the next four weeks and clearly was injured and didn't play that well but he got on with it um, that's the difference between those two but when United don't have Martial they can do some pretty good things with him when when we came back from the international break beat Norwich away I thought he he changed United's fortunes a bit but then obviously at the weekend he was, he was really poor
5: Right, that's enough for slagging everyone off because because I've literally been told I've only got ten minutes here and we've just had to beat one of the Europe's top teams. Um, I'm 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 gonna, I'm going to I'm going to move on now to Marcus Rashford because I don't, I'm not going to go through the game. But Marcus Rashford he, he's a player that we've all for years and years have known. Of. He gets compared to Ronaldo a lot, and, and we have all been waiting for that moment where it it clicks. <laughs> But we've all been waiting for that moment where it clicks. Now, he's got something like nine goals in his last nine. Has, is it a purple patch or has he clicked? Because t- tonight was g- genuinely one of those moments where he proper got you off your seat. The moment he got the ball, he petrified a, a great side. He was absolutely, <clears throat> unbelievably good tonight. He was,
6: he was. But he's, he, again, he's, he's, he played mainly in that area where he plays Liverpool. Because obviously Kane's up top for Liverpool, so he, he plays like, down the left, doesn't he? And that's where he did, he did all another what did I say? You mean England? England. It's <laughs> been a long... What? <laughs> I don't even know how you're just confused. It's been, it. it's been a long day. That's because we were talking about Liverpool beating Everton 14. <laughs> oh. oh. Kane up front, obviously. So when, it, when he plays for England, he, he, he's down that left channel, is he? He's, we know he's not a left winger, but that's where he causes all the damage. He, he's, that's where he won the penalty tonight, didn't he? Yeah. On the left. Then he cut inside first half, smashed one, keeper saved it. And, and I suppose, again, we've had... Greenwood or anyone up front uh takes that pressure away and obviously other defenders are marking obviously, you know, the number nine if you like in, in that instance it was it was uh, it was Greenwood tonight. So it was probably allowed him a bit more space, you know, to to do what he
7: does best. How are, are you impressed with Rashford tonight? Yeah, it wasn't just it's not just been good performances over the last couple of weeks, it's been he's he's leading the United side and he's I think he's he's got twelve goals this season now. He's one off I think his all time record is thirteen, so and we're, we're at the start of December, this is easily his best season so far. I think even he got quite a lot of criticism in September, October, um, when Martial was out, and I think that's because he was playing up front in that in that central role, not doing too much, but on the left, he's...
5: How, how tempted do you think Solskjaer would have been to put him back in that central role tonight, knowing that we didn't have, a you know, obviously another recognised striker other than playing a young kid up there?
7: Well, I think a lot of us thought that he would do, but the best thing when Solskjaer first came in was his, his bravery to play people in, in different positions play them in their right positions not dick about with, with centre mids in, in defence as, as Mourinho did at West Ham away last, last year um, and I think this is kind of a turn back to that bravery and you see United win 2-1 because he gives Greenwood that chance through the middle he plays Rashford in, in what's clearly his best position and he doesn't mess about with the starting line up just because of one, one player being unavailable.
5: Yeah, spot on, I think, mate. Um, another player who's coming for criticism a lot of time who I thought was superb tonight. Um, we, one or two of us have picked him up from time to time. I thought Fred was superb because so going for United today. Um, Do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I was convinced that even you today was going to back me up on this. Superb? I, well, I, I thought he was very, very good tonight. I thought he was he, busy. Thought was his best but he still gave the ball away, didn't he? He still got caught in possession a couple of times. There's no plays in you, well, Stuart, is there? <laughs> oh, come oh, on. So what would you give him out of ten? At least... I had an eight for me tonight, Fred. Seven. Seven. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Go on, next player. <laughs> I, I, I you've just thrown me there now. I, I genuinely <laughs> wanted to sit back there and think that you two are going to praise Fred for the next five, ten minutes. But he
0: did OK. He did
6: OK,
5: Lincoln. All right, he then. Okay. I will pledge <laughs> you to see <laughs> Mitt Tomlin back. I, he, he's, he's rapidly become... My favourite Manchester United player.
6: Oh uh, yeah, I just love his passion. Second half, he was getting wound up. The ball went out, and he 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 chucked the ball away from the keeper. But then he 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 claimed he got a bit of a kick off the keeper. Then he ran into the back of um, I think it was uh, the Tongan, and he's just I thought uh, you're going to get booked in a minute, but I love it. I love that. You need someone like that, and he, it's, it's passion if nothing else. And you could just tell he was in the team tonight. He, obviously, he's a big lad. He gets stuck in. We know he's not Zidane. We know he's not going to you know run past three players and probably smash it in the top corner but you know every team every united team going back you know in the last 10 20 years needs one or two players like that so you know i hope it continues because you know who knows what's going to happen in the january windows and who knows what's going to happen next summer but certainly at the moment he's he's one of our best three players this season and he deserves his place in the starting lineup
5: Harry, you're a hell of a lot younger than us, um, so it's a bit weird for me and Stu to have little 21-year-old heroes these days. That's mostly why we're so full of hate and we hate everybody. But 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 Tom, what have you made
7: of him since he's come into the team? Yeah. Well, certainly in the last sort of six to 12 months. Yeah, last year he's been brilliant. He came in and and in a similar way to to when Darren Fletcher came in, he gets compared a lot because he's Scottish. But yeah. Yeah. when he came in, they both got a lot of stick, and then they both kind of rode it out. And he's he's done that. He's gone from being Mourinho's little teacher's pet to just being loved by. Him pretty much every single United fan. And, yeah, him and Rashford have been the, the two best ones for this season. Do,
5: do you remember back to the game against Liverpool at the end of last season? And people used to stop us, Stu, when we were selling fanzines and going, McTominay's playing, and they were genuinely gutted about it. They thought we had no chance in the game. And he, he played very well that day, and, it, and the tide sort of turned. Now he's come to a point today where people have gone, McTominay's in the team, and people's yeah. mood yeah. picked uh, up it, straight it away. The turnaround has been absolutely incredible, and you know, fair play to him.
6: Exactly, and Ari's, Ari's spot on. Obviously, he probably didn't see much of Darren Fletcher play, but... Um, <laughs> But but it is it's, it, the the comparison is is spot on because he's he's that type of player. Um, not just he's Scottish, he's he's a similar size. And if nothing else, he's he's it's quite impressive that he managed to grow about eight, eight inches in one summer. I'm,
5: I'm going to give it a try myself. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing, but,
6: <laughs> but no, he's, he, 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 he's that type of player. He, he, he's passionate. You know, he's it's like it's like he was born in Manchester. We know he wasn't, but you know, he, he's been he's come through the ranks and you know he's put the likes of some. Well, we won't name names. Pogba. Uh to, 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 to shame, you know, the people who are earning, you know, God knows how much more money than him and his reputation in a World Cup winner. And he's he's made him look, you know, very average.
5: Just to finish the podcast off, um because Andy says we've only our ten minutes today, which you know for for a fact next week when we lose one 0 on to Everton, I've got to do forty minutes out of it somehow. But today so we have got loads to say. We always do a money the match. Um well, yours, Stu, yours is, Stu,
6: yours is Fred isn't it? Well,
5: no well <laughs> Stu, Fred would be second well maybe third be I'm some but Stu obviously you sometimes refrain from giving this but are we absolutely down that today is, it's not even in doubt at it's one point in is it? it's not is it it's Lindelof <laughs> <laughs> Stu oh, always to be awkward I'll try it a funny man yeah, let's just ignore Stu a bit Marcus Rashford
7: unanimous from the last today yeah Marcus yeah. Rashford easily McTominay
5: close second Fred's fourth Oh, that's, that's probably the highest you've ever had him. Anyway, you wouldn't have him fourth in a 5 as I game normally. <laughs> anyway, th- thanks very much for that. Um, uh, as I was just saying before, I-, I spent a lot today arguing with... Where will um, we be? were we? Fifth, sixth, seventh, somewhere. No, like we're, that. we're up there, aren't we? we, can't, we can't be, so we've got we'll above both apparently. When we right? beat City Saturday, where will we be? We'll be fifth at least, I think. Second. I've I've spent a lot of today arguing with Irish United fans and foreigners on the internet, which... no, no, no I'm sorry, I, I don't mean Irish, just... I've been speaking to a lot of, <laughs> of a lot of internet United fans, should I say, on internet today, in which we all know is a bad idea, and I've been trying to bang the drum that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has got United on the right track. Now, I'm sorry, if, if you cannot buzz off watching McTominay, Rashford, Greenwood... I mean, I watched them play tonight, I felt like they were my own children playing football tonight. If you can't buzz off that, if you can't see they're in the right right direction, then I'm sorry, you know Manchester United is not the right club for you right now.
6: Well said.
5: Um, well said. I, that, that tonight, if you come out the ground tonight, we were buzzing like we just won the Champions League. Everyone who's there knows that United are on the right track. <laughs> stick with Solskjaer stick with them young players, back him in the next transfer window, and uh, I think I think brighter days are on the horizon.
1: Can I just
6: say hello to uh, to, to, to Miss Barron? She's from London. Uh, she she gets to quite a few games. Um, but she listens to the podcast. Uh, so I, I know it's not
5: like radio well, one. I know.
6: I know I but Yeah, but we're trying to get 12 minutes out. Was it 10? No, 10, 10. 10 and we're already past oh, it. Wow. Well, no, I've said oh, hello anyway. Oh, Jesus.
5: So. Yeah, hello, Miss Barron. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Anyone else got anyone else? No, that's it. Right. Th- th- <laughs> thanks very much, Harry. Thanks, Stu. And uh, we'll be back from the, from the derby on Sunday. Sat- Saturday. 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 Thanks very much.